Welcome to Fans of the Forge, where today we are recapping Season 5, Episode 21, The Anthropomorphic Sword. Mm-hmm. So, I am Sean. We have, to my right... Chris. No Teresa. She's at camp again. She's camping. It's all good. Last week at camp for the summer. She'll be back next week. All right. So, if you're missing her, don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So... Starting off with these guys, we have Bill. Uh, 40 years of part-time experience. Yeah, an older gentleman. An older gentleman. Uh, I think he said he was, he was in his 70s. I believe so, Something yes. like that. Uh, then we have Brett, who is a part-time smith with six years of experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck, uh, part-time, 35 years experience. And Cole... Part-time, five years, or is that full-time? Full-time. Full-time, full-time five years. Yes. Experience. So, um, let's get to our picks. Uh, let's see. Teresa. We we all picked Chuck. We as all our picked main pick Chuck as our main pick. And then Teresa and I had Brett as our underdog, and Chris had Cole as his underdog. Right. So... Let's get to it. Right down to business. Let's All go. All right. So Will does his reveal. What do they have? Well, it's on, <laughs> is it on their anvils? Yes, it's, it's on their anvils. Their I'm anvils sorry. Covered on their anvils. Reveal. Big nuts. Big nuts. Yeah. Big industrial size nuts. You would see on like a bridge or some crazy shit. Uh, with a piece of, oh, W1. I'm sorry. W1 billet with the nut. Yeah. So... As explained, the nut is low carbon, the W1 is high carbon. You guys have to forge weld somehow the two together in some way or fashion, whatever. So um, they also mention the testing will be a dual strength test. First ever. First ever dual strength test. So they're going to take your knife, they're going to baton smash it onto one of these big nuts, and then they're going to hammer it vertically into some plate steel. Uh, sheet metal yes so um but no specs are given no design window they just say get to it right well as we've come to find out when it comes to the specs even when they're not given on the show they're given specs right to make their blade too but i have a feeling if it's not gonna like in the judging aspect if it doesn't come down to any of them being so far outside the specs that it has to be that's going to be an issue that they're going they're not Yeah, why mention it, it? You know, if it's going to it has to be between what what's a 10 and 14 or Yeah, that's a 14 pretty, 16 whatever. Pretty solid. If they're all within it then why specify it? What mm-hmm. whatever. Um but you know, honestly I'm thinking now you know, who would make a sword? No one. Right? No. You're not going to try to do that, you know, especially with the materials given and the testing. So I think generally people would have blades pretty much in the in line, but um, anyhow, okay. Moving on to the forging. So Chuck, um, he tries to forge weld to mostly the the W one. Right. So he he took a small piece of the nut that. Right. Uh, I believe he he was the one that. First figured out, you know, he went went with the torch. Yeah, the torch. He just brought the torch out, cut through it. Everybody followed suit after that. Yeah. Um, The chop saw saw just was not getting it done. Couldn't do it. 
Um, and then he uh, went with his mild steel as his integral guard or, or bolster, which was a pretty good idea. You know, he's not trying to do a sand mine. He's not really trying to, to do, you know, something's going to take a lot of time. He put he made a bolster out of it. And it, in that way, he doesn't have to worry about the mild steel affecting his edge, like edge sharpness. Yeah. You know, he's not like, oh, I got to grind this off. Nothing like that. No, it's set the bolster. That's where it is. You yep. don't have to worry about it. Cool. Um, so he's doing his thing. It's looking good. And he does a quench. And then he turns off his burners, and he's like, yeah, all right. And then he checks it with, with his file. Oh, whoops. Not hard. It's not all the way hard. <laughs> okay, I got to fire him back up. Joe Nielsen's like, hey, kids, at home, like, make sure you check for hardness before you turn your blades off or um, your burners off. So anyway, he, uh, he does another heat treat, does another quench, gets it done. And then so Cole... He mentions he's going to try Sanmai or, you know, try to do the taco style. Um, like the lay-in into, like, yeah. the taco or the hot dog buns right. sort of style. Um, and for some reasons unknown <laughs> to us and probably, I don't know, every viewer out there, <laughs> at some point, Cole's just doing his thing. And what they say, like, hey, Cole, like, you're looking good. And it's all of the judges and Will holding well, up somebody these Somebody little... said, we need to take a closer look. The judges yeah. need to take a closer look. And they all hold up these little, like, opera, like, glass, you know, binoculars. Binoculars. Little yeah, opera little binoculars. Miniature binoculars. It was an odd moment with no context. None. At all. Cole just kind of looks at him like... Whoa! What? <laughs> He's confused. You could like you just see him just like, uh, and then the judges all just start laughing. Yeah, and uh, it was interesting. It's gl- I'm glad to see them having fun on the show, yeah. uh, especially they had Jay Nielsen was in there for that one. Yeah. So to see Jay Nielsen lighten it up a little, lighten up a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it's it's nice. Um, Cole uh, was working on this point before the forge welding. It was a really, he was just out of order with the order of operations, he, it seemed. He should have tried to forge weld the material together first, then start working on the point and the sharp and the edge. It, it was, yeah, it was kind of kind of weird. Um, and he was smashing it and, and possibly weakening the blade. And then to meet the requirements, because um, he had this blob of metal on top of his blade, and then he, he got rid of it. He said, well, what I'll do is I'll just drill a hole. I'll make a rivet. I'll stick a rivet of this uh, low carbon into my blade, and that'll be it. And that's what he did. And the judges weren't happy about that. They were, like, wincing, like, this thing was was done for. Like, it put his knife in it. I mean, it was already possibly weakened from the smashing he did on it to try to get the thing to forge weld after he had already. It was already thin. Yeah. And he said, well, now you're putting a hole in it. That's not going to be good. Okay, fine. He put a hole in it, but he put a pin in it. So I don't know if it really... Well, I when you drill, like because it's two different materials, the rivet's not going to really maintain the strength of the W1 anymore. But at least it's not an open hole. Right, it's not I an understand, open hole. I understand, you know. But it when it comes to how the, the, the stress in that W1 is, it's not going to be taking the stress the way the rest of the W1 is. Well, I agree, is, yes. So. So that's kind of what but they were But this was about. his like kind of workaround. 
Right. I, mean, I he, guess he could have done it in a tang too. I, I don't know. It was kind of he figured it out. He he did some sort of little, you know. It was within the rules. Trickery. Um. So then we move on to Brett. Uh, he's going for a San Mai. Um, he he had a lot of flux usage. Um, kind of incorrectly describes what the flux is used for. He's like it's filling voids and and all sorts of shit and. It, he had trouble with his, with his uh, burners in his forge, and he's turning the knobs. He's actually, like, turning them down. He can't get it up to temperature. And then he goes over to, to Bill, and Bill's like, yeah, righty-tighty, lefty-loosey, open them up, <laughs> and then it'll get more fire out of it. And he's like, okay, and he tries it out. Oh, yeah, he was right. Like, yeah, know? no shit, dude. Haven't you turned a faucet on before? Like, you don't know anything? Um, so anyway. But we can't pick on people. Um it's a very stressful competition, <laughs> and sometimes the most common sense things can go right out of your brain in a, in a situation like so, that. So, Brett, sorry, buddy. I mean, just saying. From my perspective, it's just like it's just silly. But uh, moving on, uh, he went for a differential heat treat. So he grabbed some scrap metal, clamped it onto his blade, mm-hmm. took the torch, was kind of heating it up. Just so, just be the the blade, the knife edge that he's heat treating. Yep. Um, to you know, leave just the rest of the blade kind of soft to absorb the shock of the test. But his torch usage was a little kind of off, so he's heating one part, then we go to the other part. Right. And when he by doing that, there's it's not an even heat all the way across. It's not. And Nielsen pointed it out. So, you know, you got to go even with it. Get right. the whole thing up because you're going from spot to spot, and you're just—it's not going to work out. Anyway, quenches it, and uh, it's not hard. It no. just wasn't hard because it just wasn't done well. So, with about forty-five to thirty seconds left. It was a, a just been the minute point when he decided to stick it back into yeah. the the four. So the blade's kind of cold, puts it in. Judges basically collapse and <laughs> and die. They all die. <laughs> they all die. Um, they all the die. The show's over. Seeing this, um, they all have cardiac arrest, and <laughs> they can't believe what they're seeing. And with about one, literally like one second left, he takes it out. It's it's gray. There's no there's no it's, red in that thing. It's yeah. gray. He puts it in in the quench tank, and uh, pulls it out. And the you know, Jay Nielsen was just like, you took any hardness you put into it using yes. that differential heat treat yes. right out by doing that. Any partial hardness that there was is now gone because it was heated up and then softened and not up to temperature enough to be effective. So and that that was the point. Where Doug yes. came in with that comment. Yes. Doug comment. <laughs> um, they're talking about, oh, yeah, you know, by doing that, the, the, the you know, the, the heat treat's gone, the blade's soft, and then, <laughs> and then Doug says, oh, it's just a tip. And uh, Sean and I both picked I, up. I rewound it a couple of times. Like, did he just say just a tip? It was, it was very quick cut of just Doug saying just, just the tip, tip. And it wasn't. <laughs> It was almost a little bit out of context for the rest of what the conversation was. It was almost like that it kind of fit the conversation just enough so that they could shoehorn it in at the end and then cut right. to the next scene immediately. Yeah. I mean, the whole blade was, wasn't hardened. So, yeah, I mean, whole, it wasn't just the tip. But yeah. 
You know, they they left it in there. It's cool. Uh, so then Bill kind of uh, laid low in a sense, uh, slow and steady. Mm-hmm. San Mai, um, you know, he's kind of moving at his own pace, but. And I was getting worried because it was like halfway through and he's like, oh man, you know, the time's just flying by and it didn't, you know, he, I was worried he wasn't going to be able to finish some portion or whatever, but right. he did. He did fine. Mm-hmm. And at the end, he had like a towel in his hand that caught on fire and like, Bill, you're on fire. <laughs> and he's just like slowly he's just like, like oh, meh. Oh, there we go. I've caught on fire in my yeah, shop plenty of times. Yeah, yourself on fire all the time. <laughs> So we move on to the uh, the judging here. So uh, Bill he had a good design. His tang was slightly offset but fixable. Yep. Uh, Chuck, um, his blade was very thick, and he needed to to lighten it up. It's interesting. Interesting there. That premonition of sorts for how things turned out for him as we go through that with the final v- testing and stuff, and we'll see. Oh, I gave away round three, but it's not like if you're watching this, you haven't watched the episode yet. So Most likely. Yes. Anyway, continue. Anyway, so um, Baker explained it. With a thick blade, if you're doing a water bottle uh, slice in the, the final testing after round two, uh, thick blades aren't going to cut very well. So I think that's when he said it there. Yeah. Uh, move on to Cole. Uh, not a great design for the test. He had like a, a weird tip. So trying to cut or uh, smash through the uh, sheet metal probably wasn't going to work out too well for him. And Brett, his blade was not properly hardened, so he got the boot. He got booted. And that was your Aunt Teresa's underdog picks right so there. So that's gone. Brett is gone. So moving into round two, there was another surprise in round two. Yes, there was. They had... Another curtain to pull back. A little hidden surprise to show them. A hidden gem. It was a foundry. And the contestants had to cast bronze for their pommel for this weapon. So they had to basically cast a bronze pommel and then thread it and then thread that onto the tang. Right. So they didn't have enough shit to do normally. Now they have to cast it. And thread it. And put a regular handle on still. Right. So normal hand. And take care of any things with their blades. That yeah. They they sharpen it. Stuff up. So whatever. It was interesting the way that it played out. Bill, when he was going through his work, he straightened his tang first thing. But in doing that, made it a little thinner than the judges would like. Um, but otherwise, it was really not that hard for him to get through that stuff. His cast didn't set properly, um, but he was able to use the scrap that came through. It like, like a little. His form just kind of pulled apart. He had some bronze ooze out, and there was like a little puddle of it, and he used that as his. Yeah, he just kind of cleaned it. Like, up hey, there you go. He's <laughs> like, perfect. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't the only person to do that because no. for Cole, he didn't pack his sand tight enough. So when his came out, Will Willis. Called it a cat turd uh, of bronze. Yeah, it was, it was a cat turd. And the cat turd of bronze was what he ended up using. So he still just salvaged whatever fell out. Yeah, of he's there. like, oh, there's there's a thick enough piece in that I I can use. And yeah, like, okay. And then Chuck, he he designed a very small pommel, just big enough to be able to get a thread into it. And 
make it easy to cast. So he didn't really have any issues casting his. He he kind of thought outside the box and he did a really good job. I mean, it wasn't trying to do anything fancy with it. He had a he had the a bucket of that sand and he took a piece of pipe, shoved it in there, pulled it out, pulled out a core basically, so he had a hole. Yeah. And he just poured just enough to make the exact it was about that, like an inch and a half or so. Yeah. Of a pommel. And it just it was perfect. And he, I was like, yeah. Yeah. And he had it, you know, packed enough so that he didn't have to worry about separation or leakage. Right, he didn't have to worry about anything. Yeah. It was, it was perfect. And even if it did leach out a little bit, that's why you grind that off. Yeah. And he had a perfect, like, round form. It was easy to clean. So yeah. let's continue with the testing. Let's go. So we got our tests the dual strength tests. That being said, Sean already kind of explained it ton smash on the big nuts along the edge of your blade and then your blade is held upright with the tip facing down on top of sheet metal and the baton would come crashing down on that cast pommel so bill was first up he got through the three smashes on the big nuts yeah though they he did have significant chipping major uh, chipping yeah major chipping going on and then he also made it through the pommel smash into the sheet metal, but the tip of his blade broke off. Yeah, it was stuck and, in the Yeah, in it was still stuck in there. And so they pulled it off. Jay Nielsen was like, well, you got some chipping, but and you got the tip broken off, but otherwise, it doesn't look bad. <laughs> you know, it still, still is probably I mean, you know, performed like, for the, like uh, two or three major chips out of the edge and like, He's like, yeah, it's still all right. I'm like, okay. I mean, <laughs> I I have to assume because I'm pretty sure that the judges do these tests and like they do these challenges beforehand to make sure it's possible. So my guess is that Jay Nielsen probably created a knife the same way and then did this test and saw just what sort of damage you could get from this. So maybe he was expecting that sort of damage to show Perhaps. up. Perhaps. Because I know they, they've done baton smashes before. It's usually it's like wood or like bone or something like that. Yeah. I think it's been like a they major have, They have done the uh, a bolt before. Yeah, the bolt. The bolt yeah. one. Um, so my guess is that he had some experience and he knew what to look for when he you was knew doing he, the test. You're going to expect some damage out of that. Yeah. So. so moving on. Chuck, he was up on his edge for the baton smash on the edge portion on the nuts and his blade broke, just catastrophic failure on the third strike. Broke, and Cole it came down to, can Cole make it past the third past strike? three. And lo and behold, he could not. His broke catastrophically on the second strike. Yeah, and I was a little confused because they cut, there's, there's a commercial break. Right. Right when Brett's, like, starts. Yep. They show like kind of like they kind of showed one hit. It cuts to him like oh bonus head. Then it comes back and it's but it's the same hit. Yeah. But I was like, is that the second hit? And then it broke on the next. And I was like, oh, he did three. Well, what's gonna happen now? Well, no, I'm sorry, it was the second hit. So I was like, oh yeah. Okay. They they replayed it after the commercial, I guess, as a refresher. But it could yeah. be easily seen as being. They could have easily just started the test right after the commercial, not. 
Like, yeah, okay, they, they we're going to start the test now. They should have, it should have cut to commercial, like Jane Nielsen lifts it up. Right. And then cut to commercial, and then it comes, bam, bam. But anyway, anyway, Cole did not beat the three strike, uh, that he, the third strike that he needed three to beat. Three strikes are out. Three strikes are out, except st- two <laughs> strikes, go home. <laughs> okay. Something like that. So Cole got the boot. And we move on. To round three between Bill and Chuck. Round three. Anthropomorphic sword. It's a mm-hmm. Celtic weapon. Um, there wasn't like a lot of history. It was from the Iron Age. Yeah. Um, had like a double point or something like that. Used for was- slashing and, and stabbing and killing people. Uh, yeah, and it had like double the way it was designed. It was like tapered down from the center on both yeah. sides. So, I mean, um, it was a sweet looking blade. And I thought the the idea of the the anthropomorphic aspect of it being that the handle has little arms and legs and a head. It's very interesting. Yeah, um, it looked like a like a gingerbread man was on the <laughs> handle. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the blade had to be between twenty two and twenty three inches. And uh, light enough to wield with one hand and have a cast bronze pommel and guard. Yes. In the shape of a person. It had to be anthropomorphic. Right. And so what they showed, um, because it's the, just the pommel and guard, it really could be a chunk for the legs and a chunk for the arms. And the the head could either be part of the arms or it could even be its own separate piece depending on how you attached it to everything. Right. It had to have some humanoid figures or features to it. Yes. So uh Bill, day one But before we get into that, once Whoa. do you Whoa. <laughs> just have one thing what to do you got? Well the fact that they have to do these cast bronze pommels. So you guards. think there this is the whole in Forge studio was a prep for them to do this at home? Yeah, they've done that before. They've, in, in fact, other episodes, Will Willis has specifically said, "We did this challenge to prep you for this for your final round." And I don't. It was in a recent one, actually. Okay. But that's not what I'm getting at. Do you think these guys had their own no. uh, foundries, or they the show had to no. set them up at the foundry? Absolutely. They didn't have any experience, especially uh, Chuck. Right. He didn't have experience with this stuff because when he was at home he was struggling with it like crazy you know yeah, yeah it was it was bad news for him and so no no way they they sent them home with those four uh, the foundries and and whatnot so um it, they had to you know how many bladesmiths have a foundry yeah no really that's not going to be you know unless the, that's something they normally do or do some other sort of work it's not probably like a common thing that someone would have. So, no. and they they're not going to make them go out and find one and buy one just for this challenge. So, well, even part of the rules for the show, I from what I've heard from, can't go out and buy shit. Yeah, you can't go out and buy stuff or borrow stuff that you don't have right. on hand already. And so. they usually don't have much time to even have a chance to do that. No, it's usually like you fly home the next day. You're you're making. Yep. So, um, Bill, day one, he's going for a. Damascus blade, a mm-hmm. high layer Damascus blade. Um, 
I don't remember exactly how many. I thought he said sixty something, sixty something layers. Yeah, it was it was a high count. Um, so he's got his metal going. He's got his power hammer going. He's pulling out his his uh, billet, looking good. All right. Um, day three, he has some issues with his casting. Mm-hmm. Um, it had to do with the the green foam that he was using. He's using like uh. Florist foam? Yeah, florist foam. Yeah, it didn't like melt properly or something like that. Well, it yeah, it just it wasn't it wasn't quite the right consistency or whatever make of foam to be able to hold up properly, so it kind of it didn't didn't hold up as well as it was he was expecting to. Well, I mean it shouldn't it was supposed like he they were packing it around with sand anyway. You think it was deforming the foam when they were packing it? I don't know. I I'm think not. it. I I thought it just probably wasn't melting the way foam should, like normal foam would melt when foundries are used. That would be my thought. Wait, is that how? Yeah, because you pour it and it it eats that foam. It melts through it because it's molten and it just that's why you use foam. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I guess I didn't catch that part because I thought that they were using the foam. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. They weren't sense. making a void yeah. out of it because then you wouldn't be able to. Yeah. What you do is, yeah, you get, you carved, he carved a piece of foam, put it in the sand, pack the sand, and you have a top part. It's to supposed to have in. like a little like hole or way for the molten metal to get into the foam, and it just burns through it, and that is how you uh, get okay. cast your piece. Hmm. So that didn't work out for him. So what he did, which was pretty cool, is he. Uh, I forget what he said, like he uh, cookie cuttered it. So he, he carved this thing out of wood um, and then put that into the sand, pulled it out, and then just poured the the bronze in to make that shape. Yeah. So that worked out for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, day four, he threaded the tang, added his uh, African blackwood handle. Looked very nice. And uh, he, was, he was good to go. Mm-hmm. Chuck, day one. Um, he was using. Uh, he was also going for Damascus originally, and then he, he also had a ten ninety five bar set yeah. aside as well. Yeah, in case the Damascus wasn't working out, and it showed him just hand forging his Damascus, and uh, for the sword of this length, that's going to be a lot of work, and so. He did end up abandoning that. One of this 1095 bar. Um, I don't know why I put 4041 billet. I wrote that down for some reason, but I don't recall what that was. Now sh- picking back on. I don't know if I have my uh, my notes say anything. <laughs> but anyway, as Sean looks for that, his mm. goal for this was to cast his handle directly to the tang of the weapon. and uh, No, I don't have any notes on the, the no, metal. No, no. So he tried casting to the tang, failed miserably. Just it, the, I, the You know, I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Yeah, I agree. To cast it right onto the tang. I'm like, baller. The one thing I would be concerned about, I guess, and I'm sure he could fix it after the fact, is even if you cast it onto the end of that tang... I, I didn't see the end of the tang really. Like, yeah, I don't know if he was had, gonna leave a spot so they could. If it had like, if the tang at the end 
had a spot that was wider so that it would help hold the metal right. on there. I yeah. didn't I didn't know. I didn't see that. But right. if it was a regular tang that just gets skinnier as you go, there's the possibility that that even if it's casted around it wouldn't necessarily hold if you were to swing it at something. Right. You know? Especially if it's tapered, it just could slide yeah. right off. So knows. again, I didn't get a good look at it, so it's hard to really say what happened there. But he couldn't get that thing to cast properly. He tried two days so, in a row. Yeah, I mean, day five, he went for it again, and it was a failure. Yeah, it was bad. And he was starting to flip out, and he's like... He almost said he was going to, like, quit. Like, Yeah, and he's like, well, it. it's not fair to Bill. You know, Bill's making, you know, a finished weapon. I have to, I have to bring some. So he kind... I. He didn't quite show it, but I, I didn't know what he was gonna do. He showed. He's basically said, "I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna." Didn't, he didn't really say, "I'm not gonna do the cast handle." It just showed him. Cut to okay, he fucked up on the second casting. Then yeah. it cuts to him welding some stuff on his handle, and I'm like, <laughs> "I, I know you can't." I, as far as I know can't weld bronze you can braze metals oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that sure um but that's not what he was doing he had a, his welder going he was doing stuff i'm like okay well he's he's got something figured out we'll see what happens when they bring it to the show well they bring him on bill goes for the first test they have a couple of rams hanging mm-hmm. rams yeah which is a first i think i've as never seen a ram on the show and I've heard that, I think Bill was saying that, you know, that makes sense for the type of um, area that these were used. That's very possible that a sword like this could be swung against a ram. I mean, obviously, they're probably not. I don't know. I don't know how they would have hunted rams back in the day. I don't But I guess this was a good test historically, according to, to Bill. So I suppose. Anyway. Yes. So Doug takes it, one swing, cuts the ram three-quarters of the way through. Mm. Another swipe, the ram is down. He Doug loves the blade. He loves all the work done to it. He's really happy with it. It's really light. He was like, the only thing I don't like is that it's too light because <laughs> I couldn't have fun with it. Yeah, it's so, too good. It, yeah, was, it was too, too good, good of a blade and it just cut right through. So then it's... Uh, Chuck's turn, mm-hmm. and Doug picks up his, his weapon, and he's kind of getting ready, and walks right over to that ram like he's gonna walks over to it, and then he's like, oh, I don't know, something's not right. Walks over to the rest of the judges. Uh, Will grabs Bill's sword. They bring it over. They're comparing, and Will returns both swords to the anvils, and. Will says, well, I'm sorry, Chuck, but, you know, the parameters say this, you have to bring a weapon that can be wielded with one hand mm-hmm. and has a, you know, the guard is cast bronze. That's not what this is. You know, it's it, whatever it was. It was, it was kind of weird looking too. That's why I couldn't really. Well, from what I understand, it was just like he, he welded material on to make a blade but that didn't see like the I don't handle know the handle material was 
I, I couldn't I mean, tell you know. what it was. It was just, it was a weird, it's not even like a pattern. It was just. Like, is it possible to just keep I don't know what it was around using a welder like Yeah, that? I guess you could. You just keep hitting it, but I'm not sure. It just, it's, it was something he said he, he's, is is his style, but I don't know what it was. It looked kind of neat, but I didn't know what it was. Anyway, his handle was just all metal. It was just heavy heavy chunk of metal for his yeah, handle and, and it, it was too it heavy. It had the, some arms and legs. Yeah. But it didn't have a head. No. It, it wasn't quite, it just wasn't right and it didn't meet the parameters. So they didn't even do the test for Chuck. Chuck was asked to leave the forge and so Bill is the winner. And it's like a wah, wah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it I mean, sucks. Like I felt bad for Chuck because it's still five days of work that you put in on this yeah. blade, right? And he just no. got stuck with this stupid foundry curveball. Yeah, that foundry thing didn't help anybody. But Bill made it work. And Bill, you know, 40 years part-time experience, showed through very yeah. well here. He didn't have that many real issues when he was doing it. No, and he's he, pretty cool. Methodical. He just went through yeah, the Yeah, he was thing. collected the whole time. He, he knew what he was doing and... And uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty. Uh, he's kind of a jolly guy too. Yeah. So you know, congratulations, Bill, on this one. When I feel in some cases, an older guy, uh, when we are looking at who we're picking, maybe gets overlooked because you think of them not being able to keep up with the time frame or the the excitement and stamina that is required for that sort of event, and Bill came right in and just smashed all of those expectations from the get-go. Well, like he, it's not, like, not that he was high energy, but he was just no. so planned out and, again, methodical with with how he did everything. Like He really just mastered everything slow and steady and just did it with intention and nailed it. And so, did, well done. You did a good job. Yeah. I mean, there have been other... Bladesmiths that are somewhat elderly that they just don't do so well. I mean, but he killed it. And he didn't, he didn't yeah. have a lot of time, TV time during the first round. Right. So usually that's a good sign. So, mm -hmm. he, yeah. Good job, Bill. Good job, Bill. And follow Bill on Instagram at Bill Benke. I follow oh. him. Oh, cool. Post his knives up there. And uh, congratulations. Very nice job on this one. So, that brings us to our tally of points. Which um, aren't changing. Aren't changing at all because none of us got points because we all did not pick Bill, unfortunately. So, as of the last tally, the score count is still Teresa with 21 points, Chris with 17 points, and Sean with 13 points. Uh -huh. And we have... Somewhere between two to three more episodes left. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> the season. So I think it goes to 24. We don't know for sure, okay. but it's not looking good for us. It looks like we're going to be buying Whatever. Teresa some beers. That's good. Fine with me. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, thank you for watching this episode. Season five, episode 21, Celtic Anthropomorphic Sword. 
And remember to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and subscribe to us on YouTube if you haven't already. And keep an eye out. We just announced today a new video series that we're doing called Tour de Forge, where we go to different forges and, and shops of bladesmiths, That's right. particularly in our area, at least to start. And we work on our first knives. So... In the first episode, we worked with at Theo Naz. Theo Naz. Yeah, you got the Naz shirt repping, on. repping the shirt in this one. And uh, Theo Naz was great to work with, and he gave us some good instruction on forging the points for our knives. And that's how we started off, and hopefully that'll be up next week sometime. So keep an eye out for that, and thank you for watching. Catch you in the next one. Later. Big nuts. Just a tip. Just the tip.